Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural, and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly <sighs> podcast. <laughs> Shanks is slurping coffee at the Spurs mug. Yeah. Um, are you a Spur, are you? Yeah, especially after the weekend. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom? Yeah. Goodbye. You all right? Yeah. Mm. I'm all right, yeah. Tell, tell everyone where we are. We're at my mate's flat in Bristol. We've got a, Shanks and I have got a um, really, really important, high-end, really, really well-paid filming gig at 10 o'clock. For who? You're allowed to say, mate. It's fine. Uh, GWR, great, great Western Rail. Um, don't get any money for it. But apart from that, it's really well-paid. You've probably seen them on like Facebook and stuff. And if you haven't, where have you been? Living in a cave. <laughs> lol. Massive, massive yeah. lol. Are we, um, yeah, we've got that. So instead of... Doing it afterwards and taking up our whole afternoons, we both fancied... Shanks will probably go back to the office this afternoon, but I will walk my dogs, hopefully, because I haven't had a day off since last Wednesday, so I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm a workaholic, mate. I just love it. Mm, He loves Mm. it. And um, so we're at my mate's flat in Bristol. His name is Baz Barrett. So not only has he got a double R and a double T in his surname... Is that right, Baz? Yeah. Um, He's nodding. He looks odd when he nods, but he's nodding. Um, He also uses... His real name is Sebastian, but he used a double Z on his Baz, which makes me think cock. But he's actually he's actually a nice guy, very bright, works for WRU. Shabazz. Shabazz. That's why. Yeah. He also he also must like keeping fit because he's got a massive trainer collection. He's got yeah. a dumbbell with a But with not a cool boom. trainers, like not the same trainer collection that Jay-Z would have or something. No, they're like they're like trainers that someone like Ian Goff would wear with a pair of jeans, or Rob Sadoli would wear with a pair of jeans. You know, Sneens. Like out and about. Trail running sneeze. Solomons. Yeah. Like I, I saw a I saw Slammers. Um, He's got a pair of slammers as well. Oh weightlifting shoes, yeah. yeah. I mean That's serious. Yeah, it's serious stuff. I mean most people do it barefoot. The professionals do it barefoot, but they don't. Amateurs, they do. They don't they deadlift they deadlift barefoot or wind socks. You don't squat in you squat in shoes. Oh I mean that's where I've been going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so we're at Baz's flat because it's in Bristol and it's convenient. Uh, we were going to include him on the pod because it was just kind of random and he's a bit weird. Um, and 
that would have been fun because he's got lots of interesting stuff to talk about, but he's actually got a lot of work to do for WRU, so he's sitting across the room grafting at the moment or pretending to. Yeah. Um, My, Minecraft's massive, isn't it? It Huge. is, yeah. <laughs> and from here, I can, sort, I can see a reflection in the mirror that he doesn't know I can see of what he's looking at on his website. And you, you ever seen that picture of that bloke on a train who thinks he's hiding his iPad, but when you look in the mirror on the reflection, he's actually looking at websites he shouldn't be? That's, uh, have you ever seen Alpha Papa? Alan no, Partridge, the happens. movie. Yeah, he's in, he's in his little chalet in the back pretending to work and he's got these glasses on and you can see a reflection of the glasses <laughs> of a big pair of boobs. <laughs> I did, someone tweeted that picture yesterday, actually. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. And um, Anyway, no, Baz is actually on the WIU website, so it's not that inappropriate. No. Unless you're English. But anyway, we're in Baz's flat. It's very nice. We've had a very strong coffee, haven't we? Yeah, it's been lovely coffee, actually. Which is bad news for you if you want to get a word in. What have you been up to? Well... The last time we were on, we were about to film a Will Carlin, little BBC sketch, weren't we? So we went mm. to Will's house. Um, I thought it'd be a little bit better than it was, to be honest. Shit, old, um, Yeah, he's not done that well out of rugby, to be honest. You know, there, there are a lot of charities available for him and help. Um, mm. Because I often find... Well, I couldn't live on five acres, mate. That's way too small. No, I think it's five acres outside his house and garden plots. I think it's more like six, but yeah, it's fine. yeah. Uh, we're obviously just joking. It's an amazing house. Um, we did a little BBC sketch um, talking about the Six Nations, and he was mowing the lawn, washing the windows. Um, hopefully, you've seen it. Must have done, mustn't I? Yeah, maybe. Um, but it was very, very nice day. That wasn't it? Actually, a lovely bloke as well. Up for a laugh. Well, I don't like him. It's funny, isn't it? Mm. Um, gorgeous house. Gorgeous house. Lovely dog. You loved it. It was like Bagheera from Jungle Book. It's a yeah. Big black Labrador. Real big. Yeah. Mm. Boy as well. Definitely yeah. a boy. But it was really, yeah, definitely a boy. Hair leather. Um, yeah. yeah, so we, we had that on. Um, because it was obviously Wales v Island, we had a lot of Irish over in Wales. So I took a few of the boys to uh, a Heineken gig in Caffilly Social Club. Oh, my days. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it was. So we had, it was like a Wales v England question sport gig that LS Media put on for Heineken who are LS Media Tom you know exactly who LS Media are we do Tom. events hospitality golf days trips to Dubai you D- name it we'll do it D-baggings and uppercuts yeah mm-hmm. um, and it was a really good event actually Wales won um, sort of set the tone for the weekend mm. but I'll tell you who was good on there on the Irish panel Donico Callahan. yeah okay what a lovely bloke funny really funny doesn't drink but absolutely mental. Yeah, but you say everyone's a lovely bloke on this pod, don't you? No. I hate him. Yeah. No, he's really, he, really good company. Yeah. Uh, Scott Cornell hosted it as well. Yeah. Went down a treat. Yeah. Donico Callahan, I've only met him twice doing BT stuff, once or twice, and played against him a few times, but only met him properly. Um, he is one of the most engaging human beings I think I've met in all of my 27 years since I was born. He is properly, everyone, like, is magnetically drawn to him. He's got loads of charisma. He's really funny. He's super nice and he's huge. I think it's and his he, eyes, mate, because he's, he yeah. got, he's got funny eyes. Um, and if you sort of look into him, you're, you're sort of under, if you know what I mean. If you, I just you. feel like whoever, your, whoever you are or you think you are or you think your wife is, if your wife meets him, you're in trouble. That's what I think. Luckily, he's a nice guy. But Wales won this question of sport um, event, partly because I wrote all the questions. 
Oh, what I mate. Yeah, so the hardest thing for me was, you know, just trying to pretend I didn't know the answers, but did. Yeah. You know, there's a picture of, um, on the question board, there's a picture of Roger Bannister up. And, yeah, you know, we didn't know. I was going, oh, I'm sure, I'm trying to f- drip feed Gethin Jenkins and Dan Lydiot on my team who it was. Do you know, his, do you know Roger Bannister's great-grandfather actually invented the handrail? No. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, oh, isn't that a guy who'd run the four-minute mile? Just make that up. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got it. It's like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. You know his dad went to prison for armed robbery. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, who's that lad who played for Chelsea? Whose dad was a vet. What was his name? Well, that's it. Dan Pet Rescue. Sorry, Pet Rescue. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> ah, this and that, boy. I went to a trendy restaurant the other, last week in um, London. I went out for dinner with a mate and um, and I rang Andy Good. Uh, Andy, they call him Andy Food for two reasons. One is he eats a lot of yeah. food. The other reason is that He's trendy and only eats in the best restaurants because his um, lady friend, his partner, girlfriend, something. Anyway, she's super, super, super lovely, and she is like she works for one of the big clubs in Mayfair and stuff and okay. whatever. So I rang Goody and said, "Right, where should I go? That's cool, nice food." Is that why he's got gout? Yes, that's why. Yeah, he's got gout, yeah. okay. Um, and he told me to go to a place called Sexy Fish, which I'm told is really uh, trendy and stuff. Steak restaurant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pasta mainly. Yeah. And uh, have a, a leg really of, good I'll time. have a leg of fish, please, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a lamb shank. No cameras, are there? Um, so I had, uh, and we had a super, super nice feed. And I am can now you, approaching bankruptcy. Can you, can you tell us what you ate? Can't remember. It's too pissed. Okay. Cause I'm a lad. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. No. Couple of events on Friday. Nice lunch with. Um, Corporate thing, but with really good fun with Ian McGeekin, Sir Ian McGeekin, Graham Roundtree, and Lord Michael Tyndale of Wakefield. Oh, all the legends. And you? Um, and me, Ruth Losh. And also AP McCoy. Okay. Um, so I had a chat with AP McCoy. I've done two events with AP McCoy now, and both times. Great crisps. The, yes, yeah. Uh, the the organisers of the events, they don't panic, but they, they give you a warning. It's like, look, AP McCoy is pretty serious guy we know you like a laugh but you know don't take the piss out of him too much because he's pretty serious about his racing and it's getting towards Cheltenham week and he had this happen and this happen you just just you know don't ask him for any tips he hates that Mm. and both times I've done events with him he's a great crack he fires in like he loves it he loves having the piss taken out of him and you know he's really really good value um but then on Friday night did a the old enemy dinner at the Grosvenor which was a great crack so we had there was I think there were fifth something forty or fifty ex Scottish and English internationals at this dinner, right? How many is the most? What's the biggest number of players you've ever seen, or ex players you've ever seen at a corporate event who aren't being paid? I have never seen that many play, ex players at an event not getting paid. And you've got guys that aren't used to getting paid, like the old school who just come for the night out. Yeah. Then you've got lads who are used. You to You would getting, never go. I know that. I bloody would. No, you wouldn't. You've got lads who are used to getting paid a lot of money to go to things, who this is such a great event, and there are so many legends there, they just want to be there. So it wasn't necessarily corporate? It was, well, it was meant to be... It was, technically, the people bought tables to it, so it was okay. corporate. But, you know, you've got, like, tins and bolsh, and those guys were there. Yeah. And, 
you know, loads of people are there to just and not just, you know, to get lashed. But it was um Was Danny Grucock there? No. <laughs> no. Um so it was he's just money hungry, you know what he's like. Terror. So uh he's a great nick though. So yeah, it was, it was good fun. And then went to the game and did this, uh, that goggle box thing I told you about that yeah. you, you couldn't do. Did Mark Dudden Smith host that? <laughs> no, he? Bubs was there. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Terra Nick. Terra Nick. But yeah, so I was there with Alex Payne, the Sky Sports guy. Oh, um, yeah. Who's uh, I've known for years and is yeah. a, a very yeah. amusing posh guy. Uh, Nugget, Martin Williams, um, one of the legends of this podcast. And Tom Evans, the best looking man in Scotland. Three, four of us sit and watch a game and they film us Gogglebox style watching the test okay. in England, Scotland. It's really good fun. Um, it's just a shame Tom Evans made absolutely no effort with his appearance. He is minging. Really? Up close, mate, he's minging. People think he's really good looking. He's not. Nice from far. Far from nice. And like, everyone was coming over and I don't want to be... Is that why they call him the prawn? Yeah. 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 They call him Bob Fock. Eat the body, throw away the head. Body off Baywatch, face off Crime Watch. Yeah. And they... And the, people kept coming over, and I didn't want to say it. Like, he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I'm safe. People are coming over to me and Nugget and saying, "God, you guys are way better looking than Tom." And like, loads of people, loads of people said that. And like Tom, yeah, stinky chat and looks awful up close. Yeah, really, really bad skin. It's yeah. a shame, isn't it? Yeah. One thing he did say, I'm joking. He's unbelievably attractive. Really bad acne. Unbelievably attractive. We all sat down. He's like, someone, the guy ran the event. Said, "Do you want a beer?" I said, "Yeah, have a beer, please. That'd be nice, mate." And, and uh, Tommy said, no, I can't. Sorry. Uh, do you want a coffee then? No, I can't, thanks. Can I just have some water, please? Um, okay. And then later on, they said, do you want a biscuit or something? No, I can't. I said, why can't you? And he's like, oh, there's a music festival in April. Said, what? A music he's, festival? He's going to a music festival. He's not working there. He's just going there. But he, he, he said, I've got to get the rig right. Mm. He knows there'll be the most gorgeous women everywhere and he wants to get his body absolutely bang on for shirts off Coachella Festival in the States and he will be the janitor. He will be cleaning up. It's, uh, <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's such a hard discipline to have and there's only a few of us around still that have that discipline. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on Friday night, we obviously had hospitality, right? So you had Lee Byrne came before with Paul Wallace and Gordon Darcy. What was Bernie wearing? Sharp, mate. Mm, yeah, good. Um, he was looking good. But after, with Andy Powell. Oh, yeah. So, very good. Well, mate. presumably, you'd need Andy Powell, someone afterwards, because Wally would be okay pre-match, then he wouldn't be able to speak post-match. Yeah, Wally, Wally didn't come back for a long time after the match, and we mm. all wanted to start a Q&A. We were waiting for Wally. He turns up halfway through the Q&A with everything on backwards, his shirt on backwards, his blazer on backwards, his jeans on backwards. And... <laughs> And literally not making sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but Paulie was there and I was asking Paulie, I said, look, mate, you drove the golf buggy 3.4 miles down a motorway. Um, it must have been hell of a laugh. And he said, he was going, well, you know, the thing is, you know, when you're, when you're driving down the motorway on a golf... impression, really? No, with a golf buggy, with a bottle of wine in your hand and lorries are passing and you're doing the choo-choo sign to the lorries <laughs> to make them beep their horn and they're doing it. He said, there was nothing better. <laughs> and then, oh, it was just, and then he, he's, he was saying then about um, red and yellow cards and stuff. And he said he's only been red carded once and that was for an under-21s game against Wasps. And he said he'd give this, he'd give this Wasps guy a bit of a slap and he got red carded and he's just walking off 
this wasp player's mum started on him. He said, he goes, and the next thing you know, then my mum's come over the top and started twatting her. <laughs> <laughs> he said, there's two women having a fight over it. Mate, he was, he was, on, he was on really good form. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, He's a funny it, man. Yeah, it always helps when you win though, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were at Sarri's on Saturday, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but did some ITV. It's actually ITV, mate. It wasn't even shown on 2, 3 or 4. It was on mainstream TV. It's who you are now. Yeah, I've just gone up another level. Um, pod, you've shot up since this pod, haven't you? Yeah, so you link to me, I link back to you. Yeah. Um, it's on different days, but they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. Um, it was a good game there. It was a good game. Okay. Enjoyed it. That's enough rugby chat for now, mate. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So as you know now, we have a bet of the week, the Leo Vegas bet of the week. And part of our relationship with Leo Vegas is that we get a free bet every week. And if we win, all the proceeds go to charity. And our charity is children in need. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, go on to Leo Vegas website, leovegas.com, all the T's and C's apply. You have to make sure you're over 18 to yeah. bet. Um, and we won last week, didn't we? We put a bet on. Cleaned up. Put a bet on England, beating Scotland by more than 10 and a half points. It's come in. That, money, that money's going to children in need. Do you know how much we won? Yes. We put 25 on. I think we basically won 25 back. But we won. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's still fun. So yeah. when the fun stops, stop. But it's still fun, yeah? Exactly, exactly. So we're going to have a bet this weekend. And we probably should bet on the biggest game, shouldn't we? I mean, I was thinking yeah. about having a bet on my mate who's got a horse in one of the races at Cheltenham. Yeah. But... We could bet on um, England legends v Ireland legends on Friday night. 
Yeah, we could. In memory of Axel Foley, that would actually be a really cool game. Are there any odds on that? Probably not. No. Okay, so we're going to bet on uh, Ireland v England. Okay. The odds aren't out yet, but we're just going to go with an England win, yeah? Yeah. Hope it doesn't happen, but we're going with it. Do you really hope it doesn't happen? Mm, Yeah. I mean, you've already won the championship. Well done. Congratulations. Three cheers. Thank you. But, you know, back-to-back Grand Slams, for me, it's a bit too much. To do, to to bear, you mean? Well, a bit of everything, really. A bit greedy. Yeah. Greedy. So. England aren't going to lose that, mate. I think there's plenty of people supporting Ireland this weekend. Yeah, probably a couple of billion. Hopefully they can spoil a party. But Mm. you never know. So, there we are. Our bet of the week. All right. Going with our heads. England on the nose. Is that the is that yep. a term? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do them. So first game of the weekend, starting on Friday night. Wales v Ireland. I mean, you went with Ireland, didn't you? So yeah. a bit of humble pie for you. Yep. No problem. Please eat Big it. Big portion of landlord. Eat up. Eat up. <laughs> landlord love a portion of that. Um what a game though, mate. Do you mm. enjoy it? I absolutely did. Start to finish, mate, that game was brutal. Mm. Huge. Do you think it was as brutal as Wales-England? Uh, just as brutal, I think. Okay. Equal- equality, brutality, mm. yeah. Mm. Something interesting was that Wales came out early in the second half just to do a few handling drills because of the last couple of games, they started the second half really Hated slowly. that as a player. Yeah. Hated that. But it's back, back in your mind. Got an idea at half-time, guys. In focus, pads. isn't it? Um, so it was, a, it was a brilliant game, mate. I'm so happy for the boys. They were under a lot of pressure. I said that they rarely lose three big games on the bounce. Mm. They came back. The mark of a top side, they rarely lose three on the bounce. The, the interesting thing was, Joe Schmidt said that they weren't going to target George North. Why would they target George North? One of the first things they did in the game was put a high ball up on him. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a 50-50 challenge but luckily he got a hand to it and it came back to Wales' side but then after that back to the form of old ball in hand love that bosh and people but ball in hand with a bit of space as well and that's when you get the best out of him you know he's not so good at at doing all the tight stuff you know he doesn't want to truck it up he's so agile and so fast that he needs a bit of space ball in hand and it was good and it was nice to see Wales actually having a crack off first phase as well Mm. Um, you know the try George North's try, I thought, was brilliant. You know, Moriarty fakes a drive, comes out, gives it to Webb. Scott Williams had his best game so far in the championship. Hits yeah. a lovely angle, offloads to Webb, who I think has been the player of, not tournament, the player of the Welsh the team. The Welsh player of the tournament. So far. Hits half penny, out to North. He hit him. Yeah, punched him in the face, mate. Rikey O'Reilly. Um, so it was, it was a great game. Um, didn't help the Sexton took a knock. And the head, early doors. Well, it did help Went you. off for an HIA. It did help you. No, for them, it didn't help them. No. Um, but even like the likes of CJ Stander, you know, CJ Stander had one great run in the yeah. first half. But Where he ran over halfpenny. Yeah. But uh, handoff Scott Williams ran over halfpenny, but Warburton and Tipperick, you know, managed to stop him dead in his tracks. And he's, mm. he is their best ball carrier by a mile. Didn't see much of Sean O'Brien. Didn't see much of Jamie Heaslip. I was in a car with Martin Williams on Saturday night and I said, what did you make of Warburton last night? And this is a private conversation, off mic, off camera. Mm-hmm. He said he's an absolute beast. 
He's a beast on the ball, has to start for the line, six or seven, wherever he wants, probably seven. He is absolutely mega, and I agree entirely. Yeah. I love how well he's playing. Love seeing George North dominating again. Love seeing Warby, because we're Landro buddies now, practically pen pals and housemates. Um, I Yeah, I, to be honest, don't, I don't really care who wins out of Wales and Ireland. I want to see a good game. You do care, because you, you know, I'm your BFF. Yeah, apart from, yeah, and I do care. But Dan Biggle was taking it quite flat. Yeah. A lot flatter than he has done before. I'm just really but, glad to see some guys really perform under pressure. But good. then there was you know, three intercepts, which luckily didn't result in tries. But because Dan was taking a lot fatter, flatter, Sexton was coming off the line really quick. And yeah. you know, he, he grabbed three, I think, intercepts. But it was nice to see Wales throwing the ball around a little bit and, and trying stuff. You know, they, were, they were attacking off first phase. Liam Williams had another great game. Mm. Deceptively so, deceptively strong, mate. You know, he's, he's probably a guy that weighs... 92 kilos, yeah, but runs you know 102 kilos, 120, yeah, yeah, definitely more kilos. Yeah, yeah. The, the scrum looked pretty solid. The line out was good. Yeah, Luke Charis come on. First thing he did was steal a line out. So they upset Ireland well, and Ireland kicked more. They probably won the the battle of the air. They had more possession in the second half, but at last Wales managed to close that game out. And they were Wales were toying with Ireland at the end, mate, going for the bonus point. Oh it's yeah, like 80 minutes on the clock. Let's play with for it. Yeah. Cat and mouse. Yeah, it was. But is it? No, is well it? done, the Mad Tafts. Good stuff. There is a, a question here. Roger Jones has tweeted in. He said, do you think Wales are a reactive side? Question mark. As in, they need to lose, get a bollock in, to win big again. Yep. It is a bit like that, isn't it? Yep, good question, that. Yeah. Um, they've certainly got the players. They've certainly got the quality. It's just... It takes it. It does take a, a bit of pressure and a bit of a, a telling off to actually see a massive reaction from them. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't start the tournament off. Shouldn't take a kick up, it shouldn't take a kick up the arse to do that for an international team, but mm. real life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Real emotions, yeah. But so I, know I, was, I was. They're on. Wales are back on for the grand slam. No, they're not actually on for the grand slam. That's a that's a joke. But it's good to see them back playing well. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly sleeping easier. Yeah. Um, did you watch much of the Italy-France game? Um, I watched bits. I mm. I'll, be, I'll be totally frank with you. I'll be frank if you be Peggy. Yeah, no, Um I was working actually elsewhere. Can I be Janine? Can you be Janine? <laughs> 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 Only if I could be Arthur. Um, nasty Nick. Can I be Nasty Nick? Yeah. Um, Mark Fowler. Fowler. Don't say that. I um, Yeah, I did. I, I watched bits of it, but not a huge amount. I wasn't that bothered by it when Italy looked like they might be doing a job I was interested and as soon as France started stretching away and yeah well Louis Italy started big didn't they the yeah as soon as, Louis, as soon as Louis Picamol touches the ball and you realise he's the dominant force on the field it's game over isn't it he is such a dominant force he ran over two players to score try off the off number eight you don't often see that um, it's such a shame it's not the British Irish and French lines isn't it well France French backs I thought looked really good mm, mind um, you they're playing against both wingers performing back line, both yeah. wingers both French wingers, Nakatasi and Vakatawa, were, were brilliant. Given real go forward, real elusive. Fiku, Gail Fiku, scored a lovely individual try. I thought Varicus Vainicolo played well as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, I thought uh, did you see a Tiddy played well? <laughs> and you're silly to allow him. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that team? It's like the 13th man or something. He reads out the uh, this New Zealand rugby league team 
and he reads out the whole team. Michael Lippman used to do it as like a performance on the mic at yeah, parties. Yeah. It is brilliant. And it was like, uh, France is smelly and so too is Italy. <laughs> Did you see a TD? She's silly to allow him. And it's the Vericus Vainicolo. And he's like, and then halfback. And he's like, what's it? What's the guy's... Can you remember that, Baz? Baz is across the room. Uh, it was like... Um, it's like Ben Jones. I've forgotten the guy's name. I've ruined it, ruined the whole thing. But it was like... It was like, no, Stacey Jones. Now I can't spell it. Like, that was the complicated one. Anyway, so you okay. Google it. It's absolute yeah. genius. I've, I've heard I've heard a few of them before. It is quite clever. Thank you. Oh, oh sorry, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, did what else they, did, talk about? Did David Seaman feature in it? Great keeper. Um, England, 61. Scotland, 21. MC yeah. Hammond. MC Hammond. Yeah. Don't often see so many tries scored off first phase, do you? I think I, think I counted four from England off first phase. I counted 11. Um, <laughs> it, I, what I say to you is this. That is the easiest game of professional rugby I reckon Jonathan Joseph will ever play. The tackle at the end where Hugh Jones scored and he didn't quite hit him properly, that was maybe a grey mark against Jonathan Joseph defensively. But in attack, I don't think he will ever play an easier match than that. It was bizarre. It wasn't about Stuart Hogg going off because he was at fullback. It wasn't about Fraser Brown's yellow card because they're scoring from set piece through the midfield when he's off. I, Just on that point, mate. Um, yellow, right core? Yellow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It looked awful, but his upper back hit the ground before, before his, his head. head. Yeah. yeah. So it's a right call. Um, stupid Ter- tackle. Terrible tackle. Stupid. He is such a good player. Yeah, he's a he's on he's a Lions tourist for me, one hundred percent. He is brilliant, but that was really stupid. But the the midfield defence from Scotland, when at first phase when they're meant to be at their most organised, was horrendous. Right. So Scotland's defence, I thought for the first three games has been one of their biggest pluses. You know, they're coming off the line fast, they're winning collisions. Now you watch them against England again. The first few steps were off the line; they were fast, but then all of a sudden they just stop. They they wait for the England play to unfold and then they end up backpedalling. You know, had they kept going with that line speed, they would have cut them off. But they stop mm. because they panic, and I think partly they panic because there's so much movement from the England backs. Mm. And when there's so much movement, your eyes are everywhere, and all of a sudden, then you you get into no man's land. Don't want to commit to one individual. You get yourself in a pickle, and England. You can obviously see England have got three or four options of every move, and it was just one of those games where every option they picked worked. Did you did you ever play against teams, or what teams did you play against in all the games you played for Wales, where there was just so much movement that in defence you're like, oh my god, this is brutal. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, mate, when we played against them, mm. it was brutal. They know their onions. Yeah. they know what to do with it. Those boys. Uh, Australia, I think, were always always like that. They're real mm. attacking, and so are the All Blacks to an extent. But I think the Aussies really their main positive, and the biggest part of their game is their attack. So. Mm. But it, it, it was like that, you know. There was so much movement that the Scotland players did not have a clue who to take. And Jonathan Joseph broke through a couple of times, but you know he finished so well, might as well. He yeah. still had a bit of work to do. Yeah. Just, yeah well, the one, well, not the one. One thing that sticks out for me is when um, Jonathan Joseph ends up making that break, swerving, and then feeding, like popping the ball off to Anthony Watson on his right shoulder, yeah. who scores. Watson was on for daily after that tackle, wasn't he? The acceler- Watson was already in, but the acceleration he put onto that ball, it was like as soon as he got the ball, he only ran 10 or 15 metres to score, and it was a run in. 
the whole ground was like, <clears throat> he is so quick that I reckon just that little burst there, Warren Gatland will see that and think, how do you leave those wheels at home? Benjamin King on Twitter, right, has said the form from JJ, what does it come from? Does it come from training? Does it come from psychology? What? It comes... I think he, it, he wasn't. He didn't play last week. It comes from confidence, having a point to prove that you know, he's a confident guy, but he would have been annoyed that he got dropped, of course. But he would have said, right, let's be super sharp. Let's get everything super right. Run super hard. And do you know what? What? It all, I'll tell you now, right, and I'll tell you right bloody now. He came up against a defence that was absolutely nowhere near on it or at it. And he got lucky. So not that he, he played very well, but he also faced a defence that made him look look a million dollars. And I think I think Jonathan Joseph is a fabulous player, and I wouldn't have dropped him in the first place. I don't think. But then you, but how you, you don't know if players are up to the level of playing for England if you don't test them. Yeah, and I think if you stick Elliot Daly at thirteen, he does as much damage. I mean, that's one of the you know that's something brought up yesterday in Wales on one of the um, rugby shows was that Wales have only blooded three players since the last World Cup. Wow, and you know if there, if there are injuries, you're not going to know if these players are up to it unless they do get some game time. So you look at you look at the game this weekend for Wales. They they can't win the championship. They can't win a Grand Slam. Is it a, is it an opportunity just to try some other options? You know, maybe see if um, Sam Davis has got what it takes to play international. Mm. That's not dropping down bigger on form but if he does get injured someone's going to have to fill in that slot and you want to be confident that that someone can do a job similarly with a winger you know is there a chance for Steph Evans to have a crack on the wing because if another if a winger goes down you know we've got Cuthbert but his form hasn't been the greatest who else there's some great wingers and they have some great club form but we don't know whether they can do it at international level so I personally think this is an option to say right let's let's blood a couple of youngsters let's see if they've got what it takes um, Jonathan Reese on Twitter wants to know is there hope for Scotland or was it all a mirage um, mirage a mirage a I think they're <laughs> stop it you, you stop it actually mm. stop it um, I think there is hope but that was that was so poor I was, you know I was, a bit dis- I was sad for them I was sad for Vern Cotton more than anything I think he's done such a good job mm. um, but there is hope. I just think that... It was just you, a bad game. You look at teams like England that put runs like this together and that's kind of an extreme run, isn't it, of wins. But teams that teams that win things consistently and dominate consistently aren't brilliant all the time, but their bad days are still generally good enough to win. Yeah. And Scotland's bad days... Scotland's, Scotland's good days are good enough that I think they could genuinely beat anybody, but their bad days are... Woeful. It's almost like they're not used to being good yet. But England have done this unbeaten run, um, 18 consecutive wins, without playing the All Blacks and yeah. Japan. Yeah, amen, yeah. sister. Yeah, everyone loses to Japan. Yeah. So, it's clever, very clever. Um, there's a, a question here from Rob Sherrington, right? And he wants to know... You know what Rob's like? Yeah, just a rugby Incorrigible. norse. Cad. Uh, England's line speed against Scotland was... Hang on, ba- hang on a minute. Baz knows Rob. He's across the room nodding. You know Rob, do you, Baz? I think he's a, a one Labour MP or something like that. He's a troll, is he? He's a troll. <laughs> um, England's line speed against Scotland was amazing. Did their defence essentially win the match? No, it didn't. Their attack essentially won the match because it was outstanding all the way through. 
decoy runners, space, front foot ball, set piece was good. Tristan Fowler. Okay. Arthur's grandson, presumably. Mm. Pauline's son. Does Hartley deserve his place? Don't see him much around the park. I thought he was busy Saturday. When does Jamie George get to start? I thought I thought Dylan was the busiest he'd been at the weekend. Okay. I think. Look, it, this is. I don't think this is a big mystery. I think that. I don't know what Eddie Jones's opinion is on it. Cause I haven't asked him, and I haven't heard him talk about it. But I, specifically, but I think the best hooker in England is Jamie George. I think Dylan Hartley is the best leader England have got. He's a great bloke. He's hard as nails. I'm gonna say he's a great bloke. I mean, I what I know of him, but the boys in the England camp tell me he's a great bloke. He's super straight and honest and hardworking. He's great fun. He's a proper man. He's a proper boy, lads, lad kind of thing. Yeah. But he's also got loads of respect, loads of integrity, like within the loads of respect within the squad. And I think he's a proper leader of men. And I think that comes before pure sort of level of input on the field. In some in some cases, I, whether he's still starting in the next World Cup. I don't know, I expect he probably won't be, but I think he is the best person to lead England, and I think the England team agrees. Is he a better bloke than Mark Durden-Smith? No. Okay. Um, no, I don't, I don't know many that are. Oh, he's one of those guys. Matt Raven on Twitter wants to know, should Hughes keep his place next weekend? Um, no. And but that's not actually a reflection on how he's played. I think you've got to have Billy and Nathan Hughes in the squad. Both on form, Billy's a better player, in my opinion. Yep. And you've got, like, just like you've got to have, you've got to have Mako. Similar with Moriarty and Faletel. Yeah. You, yeah. So you've got to have Mako and Joe Marler. So you could start either of those two, no problem. But one of them has got to come off the bench and have an impact. Of the two props, I would say Mako is more likely to have a big impact in attack off the bench. Yeah, okay. Of the two, have Billy and Nathan Hughes. You pick one to start as a grinder. Yeah. Let's say one of them picks. Good don't, website. Don't say grinder. Don't say grinder. Okay. Com. Especially not around Baz. Dot com. Um, double Z tells you what you need to know. So, um, or you, you pick one of them to grind out sixty minutes. One Location of them to play settings off on. Of <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a chat with. Her. I went to a. <laughs> went to a. Um, finish it. All right, go on then. We came out of a club in Cardiff a couple of years ago when England played Wales in Cardiff, and. Um, he came out of the club and we asked the bouncers. We'd been a bit... We hadn't been troublesome. We'd been a bit naughty in there. but Rowdy. We rowdy. We hadn't hurt anyone. We had a really good time with everyone. Yeah. Whatever. The bouncers kept asking us to you know, put our clothes back on and get off the tables. Um, but we came out and said, is there a good club we can go to, mate? And he said, yeah, sure. Try a place called Pulse. Yeah. And I went to Pulse. We went to Pulse. First pint. And we were like... Well, they serve pints. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of blokes in it. And it turned out that for a laugh to get their own back, they'd sent us to a gay club. And I might, we might have discussed this before in the pod, but we had a really good night. And I got taken through... Um, <laughs> Is that sorry, it? Sorry. <laughs> no, excuse me. I got shown the ropes. Oh, God, no. Um, this bloke, this, um, this lad outside was like, you boys don't look gay to me. I was like, oh, we're not actually, but we're here now and there's not a big queue for the bar, so we'll stick about. And he, he went, he, showed, he got his phone out and went on Grinder. And said, this is how you do it. And I was like, how many are in here, on, in this club on Grinder, who are, in effect, ready to go? And he was like, da 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 seven. No, 13. I was like, oh my God, it is that easy. And he's like, and then he t- showed me all the intricacies of 
you know, your one's offering on Grinder, and it's more nuanced than you think, Tommy. Yeah, well. Anyway, if you've got to pick, anyway, if you've got to, anyway, set the subject. If you've got to pick between Hughes and Billy, they're both in the squad. I would say Nathan Hughes is more likely to have an impact off the bench because he's a bit quick, a bit more agile, wider spaces, all that sort of stuff. So I'd probably start Billy playing for 50, 55 minutes and bring on Nate I Dog. I think they'd both make a massive impact, whether they... Yeah, maybe. And Nathan yeah. Hughes, is, I think he's actually stuck at it really well in his Six Nations. And had, don't change a winning team, except if you're asking me my honest opinion, I would. Yeah, Toby Hopkins wants to know on Twitter... Hoppo, what is he um, like? What can England do to reduce the risk associated with George... Ford's weak defending. I, I just don't nothing, think... They, nothing really. You can try and hide him a little bit. I always... I'm not a big fan of, you know, if, if you've got a weak defender at, at 10, trying to hide him in different places, trying to hide him on the blind side, trying to hide him at 15, because it upsets everyone else's defending pattern then. Yeah. Because you've got to defend in different positions. And he's not a natural wing defender. He's no. Not, he's not a natural at dealing with last defenders. You know, if, 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 he, if you put him at 15 exactly. and someone's going to put a massive high ball up and he's going to have two 16, 17 stone centres running down his, breathing down his neck, you know, that's quite unnerving. You've got to be a pretty brave person to be able to take them. Uh, Lee Halfpenny dropped a high ball at the weekend, which I couldn't believe. Yeah. Kicked he, well off the tee, mind. Turns out he is human. Kick well off the tee, so I, I I think it's not ideal, but I don't think it, I don't think it's a massive issue if you've got a Farrell outside him and Haskell Haskell inside him. I'd say he's one of the better protected tens in the world. Yeah. Get found out every now and again, but I think it's better better at ten missing the odd one, sticking him on the wing, and not knowing what to do with last attackers and yeah, just you know looping fullbacks looping around or hitting the line. If, or you, if you miss a tackle at ten, it's not always going to be a try you know you, there's plenty of cover you know with your nine your seven your 12 but on the wing you're isolated if you miss a tackle there often at least the clear line breaks and tries so mm. it's a tough position to defend um right talking about um six stations now preview uh previews this weekend who do you think is going to win we'll start with we'll start with france wales um france are going to win at home okay what, because, well, the reason I say that is because France are good at home and they, they look an all right team. They are, they are good at home. I but also, Wales, what they've shown us is that they can get up for the big home games and then once they've really got up for one, they disappear the week after. Uh, the big test, that is the big test for them. Can they get to that emotional high again? Um, backs against the wall stuff, which it was um, the week after. I'm actually really pleased for Rob Howley as well. Me too, yeah. Don't it's even a, know him, but I am, yeah. I saw, I saw him on, on Friday, actually, and mm. you know, seemed in good spirits, but a lot of pressure was on him. I think had Wales lost that game, you know, he, he might not have been around much longer at Wales. Per, Do you reckon? Potentially. I'm not sure. But I'm so pleased with him because I, I like him. He's a mate. Um, he stuck with the same team, which was a big call. A lot of pressure from mm. fans, from pundits about changing the team, changing it up. He didn't. He stuck with it. Mm. It was a great Welsh performance, a great win. And I just hope now they can feed off that and and give the same performance, like a desperation performance this weekend. That's mm. a real test. I, I would actually, as a neutral, I would love them to go and beat France and be as excited and up for it as they were last weekend. I just don't reckon they will be. So we'll see. Okay. Um, Italy, Scotland, or Scotland, Italy? I'm not sure. Where is, is it? Scotland. Yeah. Is it going to be nine ninety nine or you can eat buffet? School when you want. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly, because I, th- I think Scotland will be pretty disappointed after. after after last weekend. After Scotland Saturday, are a good team. it just that game becomes way less interesting because yeah, Scotland have just 
lost their mojo overnight. You know, sure they can regain it, but they've lost what made them so attractive. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not the team of old. Mine. This is a Scotland team that's beaten Ireland, that's beaten Wales. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've got quality players. Stuart Hogg hopefully will be fit for them. He was a massive. It was a massive loss for them the week purely because of his attack from fifteen. You now when loose kicks come, he's. He managed yeah. to create. Amen, sister. Um, yeah. Right, and then the big one, Ireland-England. England. Okay, yeah. I think England will win as well. I think they'll have enough. I hope Ireland can... If there's one game that Ireland can get themselves up for, mind, it's to stop the Grand Slam at the Aviva yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, oh God, yeah. That'd be fascinating. And they'll, they'll be disappointed because we didn't touch on this, actually. A massive turning point in the game for Ireland was that Robbie Henshaw intervention in the driving line-out, which he didn't actually need to go in because it, was, it would have been a try anyway. Um, he effectively cost them seven points. You don't know what you're doing. Stay out of there. You can't, you can't enter a mall ahead of the player with a ball. No. Through the gate, mate. He did that. I thought Wayne Barnes was really good, actually. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. He, he's, not, he's not the king of one-liners like Big Nige, but I think he's so good, Barnsley. He got all the decisions spot on. I actually saw him. I was having a walk around uh, Cardiff. Friday afternoon, just trying to soak up the atmosphere, you know, sign a few autographs, you know. Keep, it, was it a selfie tour? Keep people happy. Were you, yeah. Were you in full kit? Motivation police, I was. Uh, no, not this time. Um, but saw Wayne Barnes walking out of Wagamama's pre-match meal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And having a chat with him, just walking down the street, and I said, you know, have you been recognised yet? Has anyone recognised you? He said, oh, no, not really. You know, one or two have come up. And bear in mind, our town is full. Yeah. I've just gone... Ladies and gentlemen, your referee for tonight, Wayne Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when someone's looking for somewhere to oh, hide. Some of that, he would hate that. Yeah. Oh, um, well played, mate. Yeah, stitched That's up. That's good stuff. Anyway, good chat, mate. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Thanks for your continued support. Now, Flats, we've had some questions. Actually, before we get to the questions, we've someone's tweeted us a picture. And it says, Flats and Shanks podcast bingo. <laughs> um, which is actually quite funny. We'll put it up back on our um, Twitter page today, but it's basically nine phrases or words that we use quite a lot. Um, have a look at it. It's very good. I think we've basically tried to use them all today. I mean, yeah. we use them mostly when we're at the Arms Park. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good. Terror, boy. Yeah, it's just stuff what we say, but it's, it's very good, actually. Danny Grucock. <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll, we'll put that up and, and I think we'll probably try and use those words and phrases every single time we do a podcast now yeah it's quite laws you can um, tweet that to me okay I will um, right question from Twitter mate Alistair Moga um, main question has to be what will stop England winning the Grand Slam food poisoning <laughs> yeah you know Actually, that's what Wales gave to New Zealand when you beat them back in 2013, I think. They mm. played us the week before. Mm. Their food was poisoned. Yeah. Um, they turn up at Twickenham. They've all been ill all week. Yeah. They run on empty. Um, thank me later. Yeah, thank me later. Um, Here's one. I got go one on an email from uh, Rex Roxburgh. How good a name is that? I love it. Rex Roxburgh. Hello. Hello, Hello Rex. Good job on the pod. And bod. Presumably... That means my physique, mm. not yours. No. Um, what do you think about the Ford Burns Leicester Bath transfer? Who do you think benefits more? Um, Freddie Burns was good at the weekend, mate. When getting better and better, Leicester beat Saracens in the semi-final of Anglo Welsh. Um, 
God, a bit embarrassing. I was doing TV again. Oh, I know. More media stuff, was oh. it? Oh, God, leave me alone. See, Freddie Burns try when the handbrake. He almost. Could, he was talking as soon as he stood up. He almost got caught at the end by Nathan Ellery, didn't he? That's exactly. Nathan L, sorry, Mike Ellery, Nathan L. Um, Nathan L, but he was the old uh, iron apple handbrake nearly didn't come off there got a zigzag haven't you got a zigzag mate you've yeah. got to hit the zigs you've got to do the slalom yeah you've got a tic tac and uh, yeah I, I think well George Ford is the best 10 in England so Leicester benefit on that front but he's going to be away a lot and I think Leicester Leicester benefit hugely from having George Ford because he's so very good but I think Bath also win, at, win in this in a sense because Freddie's unlikely to get picked for England because there's so many good 10s around he could be there for every game of the season. And he's a local boy playing for his hometown club who has always wanted to play for Bath. And I think that is still very important. So I think both clubs is winners. It's a win-win, isn't it? Um, Andrew Grant on Twitter wants to know, what were your cheap meals as players? So, Breakfast and dinner. <laughs> what, food, what food was like a guilty pleasure for you, mate? Oh, jeez. Just like, just um, lard? So you're going to block a lard? I used to get a block and melt it down, put it in a pint glass with a straw. Pull um, scratchings? Um, unsponsored. I say this is unsponsored. Recommend we... Is it true you used to just, like, scrape the fat off, like a pork belly and just eat that? Yeah, as long yeah. as it was crispy. And rub Pizza Express. I used to regularly have, as did, well, you did as well, but I used to regularly, on a weeknight, we'd go to Pizza Express and have five courses, didn't we? Mm. Regular. Um... Garlic bread, polo salad, ham and eggs, American pizza, chocolate fudge cake. New York for me, mate. Cheesecake. Um, I would say for me, it'd be one of the burger joints in the services. If I had a choice, it would be it would be Burger King. No, it wouldn't. It would. Their chips are rubbish. Chips are rubbish. I agree, the chips are rubbish. But That's half the meal. A Whopper, a double Whopper. Take the gherkins out. Don't take the gherkins out. Um, is... Is TDF? It's delish. Yeah, it is. But I, I, I like I like I a KFC. Big... I reckon once, uh, twice a year. Uh, no way, no way. I think a Big Mac's better than a Whopper. I like to take all the skin off the the um, the KFC and put it on my face and pretend I'm Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> a nice bottle of Chianti on the M4. Yeah. Yeah. We used to. Um, was I living with you when we used to put that hockey mask? Quick pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> was I with you when? Um, I used to wear that white hockey mask, you like, but it looked like a like a Hannibal Lecter mask. And you pull up at the traffic lights, and I'd like put my head down to the left towards my handbrake, slip on this hockey mask, and then just really quickly look bang out of my window at the person next to me at the lights, and they'd see you turn around. <laughs> and <they'd> go, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Those are days. Neil Evans on Twitter said, "Hog is the most picked player by over two point four thousand Lions fans." 900 have him as a star player. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah. Liam Williams, close second, in my opinion, even though he's playing on the wing. Should be playing 15. Mm. Mm. Hoggy's the guy, mate. Um, mate, who would be uh, back row for the Lions in the first test if New Zealand was next Saturday? Well, Math- boy. Matthew Lloyd wants to, pick, wants to know that. Okay, boy. Wolverine surely has to play. You, yeah. It's really easy for me. You... Go on, then. Six, seven, eight, Stando, Warburton, Billy. Yeah. Happy? Happy yeah. with this? Yeah. Happy with this? It's exactly the same. Okay. Um, Tom George. Who are your lines midfield, Tommy? Now. Right now. Farrell and Joseph. Yeah. I think they're playing the best. 
because oh, uh, because I don't think you're going to be able to take New Zealand on physically, mate. I don't think they're going to be used to that. You know, big ball carries at twelve and thirteen. They'll be used to tackling them all day. They do. Um, you know, in the super rugger. Rugger. Uh, do you know what I heard? Hold on, I'm finished. I'm finished. Oh, and I think if you want to beat New Zealand, you're going to have to make them think. Um, you're going to have to play against them. And in order to do that, you need ball players right. and creativity. All right. Yeah. Do you know what I heard? What? Someone told me yesterday a little rumour. And he had said, he's Welsh, and he had heard that Jamie Roberts might be going back to Wales because Quinns are trying to sign Malachi Fekatoa. Fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. You Fekatoa off. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that in the paper. Um, I don't think that's. I think that's just pub talk. Why'd you say that? I think that's just Euro trash. <laughs> what a great program that was, wasn't it? Yeah. They used to have naked boobs and stuff on there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Lola that. Ferrari, remember her? Oh yeah, <laughs> is she still alive? Jen no, question. No. Um, right, Tom Baz George knows all this general knowledge. No, straight away. How, how do you know so much about Lola Ferrari, Baz? Why are you looking at that laptop? Tom George on uh, Twitter wants to know, has Sam Auburn sneaked into a pole, into pole position um, as possible Lions tour captain? He hasn't, sne- he hasn't sneaked into it. He's smashed his way into it. No, I don't think so, you see. I think we've seen how good Warburton has been since... He wasn't he, captain. Yeah, since he wasn't okay. captain. Why, okay. why would you do that? Why would you put more pressure on him? It, Who then? Go on. Alan Jones. Have that. After that wobble... Have that. Uh, has Ken Owens quietly put himself in after, pole position after for Alan, starting line? After the place kicking wobble, you think Alan win? Mate, never stop learning. You never stop learning. Too late to learn on tour, boy. Yeah, but he's done it before the tour, so. Mm. Um, Hugh Lewis, has Ken Owens quietly put himself in pole position Huey for starting Lewis lines? In the news. Um, I think he's, he's, he's close, yeah. Mm. I, think, I think the sheriff is getting better and better every week. His pitch side celebrations when he's been subbed Absolutely off and won't score. I love that. Pure emotion, that is, isn't it? I love it? that. Pure emotion. I, uh, my bolter for the Lions starting he, hooker. I'd love it if he grabbed the camera and kissed it, though. Yeah, he's what he <laughs> sign, done. sign the lens. What Maradona would have done. Yeah, I know. Uh, my, my bolter for starting hooker for the Lions is Fraser Brown. Okay. He's fab. Mm. Silly, silly tackle on it daily, daily, but he's fabo malabo. Yeah. Um, right, and that... Slowly brings us to an end of this podcast. Well, we've ground to an end, a halt there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, please make sure. Do you reckon this pod was any good this week? It's been informative. Yeah. Mm. It can't. They can't always be golden, though, can they? Yeah, we no. do. We do so many. Um, next week, the podcast is going to be out a little bit later because. Are you I'm, in Doha? Are I'm, you in Doha? I'm off to Doha. Yeah. God, do more TV. <laughs> Sex sells, mate. Yeah. They want you on there. I'm like the Derm O'Leary of Doha. That's what they call me out there. You must stick out like dog's nuts in Doha. <laughs> I walk around with an umbrella, mate, like a geisha. <laughs> Do, you? Do people think you're a mime artist? The circus is in town, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, whoa, whoa. I get back a little bit later. We can't do it on a Tuesday because um, I got corporate day. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so I think... LS Media, is it? Yeah, well, you know, you do a lot when you're back in Bath. Um, yeah, when I was at Bath. No, no, I've got a, I've got a works golf day at the, at the London Club, um, which is a golf club in Kent, which you probably know is near Brands Hatch. 
Um, so I think we're going to bring this out on Wednesday next week. So a little bit sorry about that. But if you if you do enjoy them, you know, make sure you get on iTunes and give it a review. Obviously, five stars, of course. If it's anything less, then if you're the sort of person know. that logs on to give anything other than five stars, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be friends anyway. No, and we won't reply to any of your tweets, and we won't even mention you. Yeah, but how, how can they contact? Therefore, us? Therefore, won't make you famous. How can um, they contact us, boy? At Flats and Shanks on Twitter. Yeah. Contact at Flats and Shanks on email, Flats and Shanks Facebook page. Well done, boy. I've next time, next time, can you do it opening your eyes? <laughs> I don't really think about that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm fully on it, yeah? Anyway, well, mate, you've been... Thanks, Baz, for your hospitality. Yeah, Flats, you've been a great merman. Lying on, like he's lying on a rock. I, I put a picture up on Twitter a little bit later. Yeah. With this Freddie Mercury microphone. Yeah. Um, Got a lot in common with Freddie. Anyway, bye. Bye. 